was fabulous. And I am so grateful to see all these fabulous people here today. I said coming up, oh, it's going to be light attendance. You would think, because it is Thanksgiving week, that we would be talking about gratitude a lot, of course. But as Ada let me know, I picked some kind of dark readings. (laughs) The board's right, Debbie Downer, you bet. (laughs) But this is what I appreciate about being Unitarian Universalist is we agree to experience all the big feelings together and acknowledge that they're messy. And Thanksgiving, not just because of dishes and stuck stuff in the pans, is messy, but it is a time that's sometimes hard to feel grateful. There is grief that people are experiencing of not being with people they love for a whole variety of reasons. And I am very sympathetic to you introverts. Oh my God, could we have a holiday that's any more hellish for you? <laughs> oh, let's get together with a whole bunch of people and talk, okay? And eat. <laughs> and drink too much so they talk more. Well, and then there are those who are trying to be careful with food and boundaries. And I don't know about you, but when you've cooked a meal, I want people to eat and eat and eat and drink and drink and drink. So there are pushers for those who are trying to be mindful of their health. (laughs) Lonely, people who are lonely, uh, we all imagine and that other Thanksgiving out there that we're not at would be more fun, less lonely, or people are by themselves. Please invite someone you know who is alone to join you. And if you're traveling, oh my, getting lost, squeezing into that little seat in the airplane, schedules that are awry, weather. And last but not least, in this time that Ken Jones mentioned after the election that this is a a difficult time to say anything other than, that's a nice sweater. (laughs) No, I'm not going to tell you what I think, and I don't want to know what you think. But uh, because we are thrown in together and eating and drinking, thoughts and ideas come up, and it is a time where we have to take a deep breath and acknowledge our differences, even within our families, the most radical separation of ideas and so thanksgiving is difficult and fraught when we're supposed to be grateful what <laughs> i'm going to turn to cicero that roman philosopher statesman lawyer who made the classic statement about gratitude Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. It's the foundation under which all other morals and values reside. 
We talk about love a lot, but gratitude. And it's been hawked by religion for millennials. And the UUs are no different. If, if you go to the back of our hymnal and look up, there, you know, our readings and our hymns are categorized uh, by topic or also alphabetically. Look at how many say thanks or gratitude or, or in the Thanksgiving section of the book. We have a reading that's We Give Thanks This Day. It's embedded in our articles of what it means to be a congregation in good stead with the Unitarian Universalist Association. We agree by this whole long legal list of committee built, uh, what it means to be a community in connection with all other church communities that are Unitarian Universalist. And in Article 2, it starts out grateful. We are grateful for the religious pluralism which enriches and ennobles our faith. We are inspired to deepen our understanding and expand our vision. It's the law. It's in our policies. (laughs) You have to be grateful. We'll unpack that more. I know this is a group that's not convinced by the religious uh, persuasion of ministers and others. But I'm going to read a Max Cap poem I found that I've now been thinking about a lot lately and relates to the last two adult forums we've had, too. Max Cap writes, Often... I have felt that I must praise the world for what my eyes have seen these many years and what my heart has loved. And often, I have tried to start my lines. Dear Earth, I say. And then I pause and look once more and soon I'm bemused and far away in wonder. So I never get beyond dear earth. Just to pull that last little religious thing, those who are uncomfortable with worship and God, all the Abrahamic religions have the phrase, thanks be to God. And if you can, for a minute, step away from your um, trigger, being triggered by religious language, and put, thanks be to something that is bigger than me, I think that's what all of those religions are saying. So I know this crowd. I'm grateful for it. (laughs) And for once, religion is in the lead, and science is just beginning to catch up. In the last decades or so, they've been now doing thousands of studies. So first, I'm going to talk about how science defines gratitude. They're all a little different, the social scientist versus the neuroscientist. But the one um, recognized scientific authority 
is Robert Emmons. He works outside of Berkeley. And he has, uh, this is worth looking up, the Greater Good Institute. And he is the, that's kind of the think tank, granting agency, uh, one of the centers of research on gratitude. And he defines gratitude with two different parts. First, it's the affirmation of goodness. There are good things in the world, despite everything we read and hear in the radio and on the internet. There are gifts and benefits we've received. And the second is we recognize the sources of this goodness are outside ourselves. Thanks be to God, dear earth. There are so many studies out there that now if you Google the science of gratitude, what now is popping up are a whole bunch of compilations. People have done the sifting and sorting and summarizing uh, beyond the abstracts for us. So that's what I've given to you. If you go to psychology today, you can um, see where these seven come from and there are actual links to the studies themselves. And what I want to do is briefly unpack these seven and relate them to what we're up to here Thanksgiving week, here religious community. And of course, I'm going to discuss them in a different order. Of course. (laughs) I'm Unitarian. (laughs) I want to do it my way. Uh, The reason I want to do it in a different order is... uh, uh, the more and more I, I looked at them and studied them, I thought, there's a whole slew that talks about the benefit to me or you as an individual. And the Buddhist in me says, that's where you begin. You begin with yourself. Because if you don't begin with yourself, then you have nothing to give. Right? So it's not selfish. It's smart. And then the rest of them, and this is the neuroscience language. The rest of them discuss the pro-social aspects of gratitude, meaning it is glue, the glue that makes us able to be in community. So the first one that I'm going to look at is number three. Gratitude improves psychological health. Some of these seem really obvious, but let's start with the fact that we are all here today. Some of us could not have woken up and gotten out of bed and driven up the hill. We might have died in our sleep. But not a single one of us did, and I am grateful. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful that I made it here today. And I forget that small, you know, in the midst of all the angst and crankiness I can have. What a gift this life is. And if you doubt that, here's a little story. Our body, every second, is producing 15 million red blood cells and destroying them. It's this ongoing, if you don't think that's miraculous, 15 
million. I hear your hearts beating. I hear everyone. Psychological health. Um, a dear friend of mine, this was about 20 years ago, um, fell directly into a deep, deep depression. And it physically changed everything about him. I hadn't seen him for a couple of weeks. And then I saw him, and he, he had aged 30 years and had lost weight and was, oh, I, I, at first I didn't recognize him. And he was, of course, seeing a counselor, started seeing a counselor, realized he was really in deep trouble um, emotionally, had young kids, had a wife, had a lot of responsibilities. And once he started getting a little better, his psychologist said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to recognize how lucky you are to be alive and to give to others. You need a volunteer job that brings meaning to your life beyond your own angst. And that transformed this man, as well as the appropriate medications and the right counselor. Get those if you need them. But it just reminded me that gratitude, she was telling him, I want you to be grateful and not be so stuck. And the, one of the best ways to be grateful is to help someone else. So, I'm going to tie each one of these to what we're up to this week, which is Thanksgiving. So when you're in that weird place on Thanksgiving Day or Thanksgiving week, and it's like, oh, do I have to do this? I want you to stop and go, do I have to do this? Oh, wait, I'm alive enough to even ask that question. (laughs) I am grateful. So seven, we'll jump to seven. Gratitude increases mental strength. And this is actually related to the sermon from last week, which was about resilience and the formation of resilience. Because the studies that they've done find that gratitude cuts right through PTSD and trauma. It adds resilience. We talked about it a little last week. So when Thanksgiving feels traumatic... Dramatic, traumatic, automatic, then look for the gratitude to get you through. Just the smallest little gratitude will do. And if you're traveling, you might think, and traveling is a pain for whatever reason, if you get stuck, lost, baggage can't be found, just be grateful that we have cars and that we have buses, and we have trains, and that we have planes that fly. Oh, my. Okay. I'm going to mash up number two and number five. It improves your physical health. Back to my friend who was depressed. Oh, man, it's physically changed him. We like to think we can only be in our head, but it is all connected. And it improves sleep. So this is from a 2012 study. And here's what they found. People who are grateful 
go to the doctor more, take better care of their health, exercise more. They value themselves more. Once you start being grateful in here, out there, it's kind of this uh, hamster wheel of gratitude. It's endless. And the thing about sleep, I'm an insomniac. And darn it, this is going to make me have to write. Because it specifically says those who write about 15 minutes before they go to bed about gratitude sleep longer and sleep better. So I have a habit of writing just two items down. It takes me about 20 seconds. And I'm going to have to up my game. I'll report back, oh, you fellow insomniacs. I know you're out there. So to apply that to Thanksgiving week and Thanksgiving day, if we're taking better care of ourselves, the more we're exercising our gratitude, then we might be willing to not have that second piece of pie. Ha! Huh. <laughs> oh, you doubting Thomases. <laughs> but you know, Another way to not have that second piece of pie, or if you're in a restaurant, go thank the cooks and the chefs. It'll get you away from your table. And we'll do that gratitude thing. Okay, who here has cooked a Thanksgiving dinner? It is hard work. You could also wash dishes. Even in the restaurant. Go into the kitchen. And for sleep, tryptophan isn't enough. Try writing just on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I'll do the unscientific, the minister lets you off the hook, five minutes of writing before you go to sleep, not 15. So now the pro-social ones, the connection to others, the gratitude that creates community. Number six, it improves self-esteem. And this is research they did on athletes. And they discovered that when athletes went through very specific gratitude exercises, they were infinitely better than, uh, than they had been. Jumped higher, flew further, leaped tall buildings. No, it made a dramatic... Um, change because they understood and were grateful for their body and what their body could do and were able to push it just a little further. Another study under this self-esteem says what it does is it reduces social comparisons. You know that icky, envy thing that we all do? The, um, the Buddhists talk about sympathetic joy. There's no really good single word in the Pali and the Sanskrit. It's um, mudita, and that means sympathetic joy. And I would say it's kind of the opposite of schadenfreude. I don't want harm for you. I am thrilled that things are going well. I am delighted that you have a new job. You're famous? <sighs> You got what you wanted, rather than, oh, I want that. I want that car. I want. When you're grateful, when we want the best for others, 
So that's our Thanksgiving work to do is when you're at this table or getting ready to notice others, wish them well. Imagine them having everything you want. You're lonely? Imagine them not being lonely. You need more love? Imagine them being surrounded with love and light. And then the last one. No, we have some more. Two more. Okay. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. And this is a 2012 study. That we're less likely to retaliate or seek revenge. And what I thought of, I've been reading things about um, Transgender Day, the Day of Remembrance, is coming up in a few days, November 20th. And what that day is, is it honors the memory of lives lost to transgender violence. And it's really awful. I'm cisgendered. I am the gender I was assigned at birth. I'm not always comfortable in my body, so I can imagine on just a tiny level what it might feel like to not be comfortable in your body at all, to feel like it's the wrong one. Have you put your feet in wrong shoes? Imagine that for the whole body. Have you tried to get into something that's too small? And then living with it your whole life in every possible circumstance. So being aware of the violence that transgendered people cope with on an every second basis is a way to go, I am grateful that we now live in an area where being transgendered is not always a crime or something to be avoided, that there are tools and people and surgeons and psychologists and loving families. And it's a tiny window, or maybe it's a huge window for some of you, into what it means to be different and not be accepted. And so the job on Thanksgiving Day is to notice all the differences. Yes, notice, notice race, notice gender, notice hair color, notice age. Notice those differences and be grateful because here's the catch. <laughs> oh my God, if everyone was just like me, what a dreadful world this would be. <laughs> I am eternally grateful for the differences and collective wisdom and the experiences. When it seems more convenient, if you agree with me, ugh, no. And then the last, the really pro-social part, number one, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. This is a 2014 study that saying thank you matters. And here's the exact way the study worked. They discovered that if you said thank you to a stranger, to a new acquaintance, it made them much more likely to seek an ongoing relationship 
It's that much of a door opener just to say thank you. Do you know how many people there are we can thank? I thank you all. I have the most fabulous job. Friday I was sitting in the uh, inReach, which you should join inReach. It's absolutely fabulous, small group discussion. And we were laughing and talking about all sorts of things. And and it was on gratitude, because we're going to get to gratitude next month, too. I promise I won't repeat myself, I think. But I I said, you know, I get paid (laughs) to sit with you all and think about gratitude and hear your stories and laugh our heads off. And that's what we get to do each Sunday. Tell our stories. Be heard. Thank you. So your assignment. I've given you lots of assignments this Thanksgiving, right? Six of them so far. The seventh is you have to write one thank you letter. Okay, it can be email. (laughs) But it has to be words. I'm channeling my mother. It's better if it's in a note with your own handwriting (laughs) because it will change your life. Let someone know you appreciate them. Reach out to someone far away or close up. You can bring a note to to your Thanksgiving meal if you're not making it. Did you get your assignment? I'll expect a report back. (laughs) One thank you letter. Because this pro-social gratitude is the glue. And when someone says thank you to you, it opens doors. And you're willing to be their friend and they're willing to be yours. What we're doing is going to the gratitude gym, giving this moral affect a workout making it stronger. And what I'd like to do is see if you feel like this makes any difference in your week, any difference in your sleep, any difference in your eating and talking to others. I have to say, reading and preparing for this, um, Joe is kind of sick of me saying, I'm so grateful! (laughs) I'm grateful it's raining. I'm grateful it's cold. I'm grateful it's hot. I'm grateful it's dry. We have weather. I'm alive. (laughs) So Thanksgiving is not a holiday, but a permanent way of living. Dear Earth, may it be so.